pour yourself a pint, cosy up, and get ready for another episode of Beer, Bros, and BS. This is Jay Muse. This is Eddie McClintock. Warehouse 13. Hey, this is Brian Holler. This is Brett Dalton. Hey, this is Eddie Trunk, and you're listening to Beer Bros and BS. Beers, Bros, BS. Beer Bros and BS. Beer Bros and BS. You should be listening to Beer Bros and BS every day, every minute for the rest of your lives. Snooch to the nooch! Welcome to a very special episode of Beer Bros and BS. I'm David the Big Librarian. This is episode 120. Jose. This is Tony. You got Alex, the king of Alapata, back in full effect. Wow, welcome back. And, and that's not it. We also have another special guest here. Hello, people. This is Mr. Burger Beast from Westchester. So we are, this is the first time we are recording in a, not a brewery, not a craft beer bar, not in any location that sells beer. Where are we, guys? We're in a museum. We're in a museum. What kind of museum? The Burger Museum. The Burger, Burger, Burger. Museum, museum, everywhere, museum. But it's not only burgers. There's also other stuff and snacks, that historical snacks around here. So before we get started, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. I feel like I'm in third grade right now. <laughs> and uh, I'm about to pee my pants. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, have a blog called The Burger Beast. It started in September 2008 um, from Westchester, beautiful Westchester, uh, suburb of Miami. Um, I produce food events here in Miami. I used to do a lot of food truck events. I recently wrote a book called the All About the Burger. I also own the museum we're sitting in called the Burger Museum. It's a historical museum located at Magic City Casino. And, and some of the food events I produce, which do have craft beer at them, I produce events like Hamburger House Party and Croqueta Palooza. Which is coming up, right? Yeah. Croqueta Palooza is uh, November 1st. I have to say, I've been to a few of the Burger Beast events, and they are hands down the best value for the money. You have to get uh, carted out of there for sure. I, I, I did go to Croqueta Palooza last year, I think, and I ate myself stupid with croquetas. And and you sweat? <laughs> yeah. I, I, had like, I had like a food coma for a good 24 hours. So it was a good time. Well, is this why you had uh, croquetas at your wedding? Mm-hmm. Oh, well. <laughs> That's always a good move. I mean, there should yeah. be croquetas at everything. Yeah. <laughs> you can never go wrong with yeah. croquetas. So, before we can get really into it, uh, I have 119 episodes to get to know us. But we need to know a little more about you. All so, right. what, what would you say is your favorite style of beer? Yeah, you're asking me. <laughs> okay. What's your current style, then? My current style. I tell you what, I absolutely do not care for IPAs. Okay. Oh. Uh, I think I don't have I play favorite other than, I mean if you serve me an IP I just I cannot yeah, <laughs> I just cannot do it I don't know why and right. not for everybody mm-hmm. so let me ask you what would there's only you, one of them uh-huh. here <laughs> for you we brought one <laughs> if you were stuck on a deserted island for one year you had all uh, supplies preparation shelter but you're going to be just by yourself what would be the one beer that you'd bring with you what would be the one beer. I'm fearful that if I say what I'm really thinking, you guys may just assassinate me. No. What if I told you Budweiser? What would happen? Get out. <laughs> That's it. Get the knife, guys. I was kidding about like that. I was like, the king of beers? Um, no, man. You know, I, I I drink craft beer, and I what happens is I try a lot of different craft beers everywhere I go. So I don't necessarily always get the same thing. 
Uh, like if I see they have Funky Buddha or Jay Wakefield, like the, 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 the people I'm more familiar with, I just get, or I see something like La Rubia or something I recognize by name I get. So it's kind of difficult for me to say something like that because it wouldn't be an honest answer. I'd be just saying something that came to the top of my head. Um, so I can't really say that. Okay. So this is the final question then. It's, it's, it's the hardest one. You know, it's going to tell us a lot about your soul. Oh, my God. Um, who'd win in a fight? All out. They had a, uh, a month to prepare. Captain America, Iron Man. To the Ooh. death. To the death? Yeah, and they had a month to plan out. I think Captain America will win. I think that's number three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think the third mm-hmm. person is Interesting. Captain America. Third or fourth. And it's all been fairly recent, too. Yeah, I'd say the first few years of the, of the show, it was everyone was like, Iron Man hands out. Why, why, why do you think Captain America? Strategy. I think he's a better strategist. If I, I mean, I, I, I used to read comics of... Not to date myself, uh, in the 80s, I started reading in the late 70s. And so um, I just remember really liking Captain America. I mean, I never really had a thing for, for Iron Man. And now the films are kind of like put a almost twist on it. I mean, Iron Man, you know, uh, everyone loves Iron Man all of a sudden. But if you were a comic fan in the 80s, you weren't. I mean, it was kind of hard for me to find someone who was a fan of, of Iron Man. They said that women were always a fan. Uh, so really? they, they, they got Marvel got tons of letters of women. And they thought that was odd because he was such a womanizer in the comics. So, I I remember also like like the Hawkeye's miniseries, which was like I think a four part. Uh, and then you know when I look back on it, I'm like, what what could I have seen as a kid in Hawkeye? But and I and like X Men kind of like went over my head when I was a kid. Um, I was Spider Spider Man guy, you know. A lot of people were. Okay, so let's get into the first beer then. Uh, if you don't want to drink this one. <laughs> it's an IPA. I'll try. Oh, Jose's got well, yeah, Jose's got to yeah. read the yeah. So here's the lineup for today. Wish me luck, guys. Uh, Best of luck, Jose. Flavor Town. <laughs> Easy enough. Flavor Town. New England IPA. Uh, live beer. Keep cold. Uh, Eagle Park. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I just got it by mail. Okay. King Swirly. The IV. <laughs> King Swirly's Ivy, uh, King Harbor Brewing Company. <laughs> at least he didn't say. After the King show, I'll explain the concept of Roman numerals to you. <laughs> at least, at least he didn't say uh, King Swirly. If, if. <laughs> early bird special by Ardwolf and Lechita de Dragon, raspberry hibiscus. <laughs> also, another dragon's milk. So why don't you tell us about that first one then, since you brought it. Okay, so this uh, was from our good friends from uh, Wisconsin. Um, it's from Eagle Park. It's a brewery that we visited over. It's uh, very close to uh, our brewery where my wife was nominated the Bunk Queen of the day. Um, they do like bunk a queen? little... Bunk Queen? Like uh, like Bunk Cakes? No, the the Bunk of the, oh, of the keg. Yeah, of the cask. Like the Bunk Hole? So the... <laughs> <laughs> so you, what you do is that you get the to tap a, a, a cask. What you do is that you get the the key, the keystone, and you hit it with a bung mallet to take out the bung. The bung uh, goes into the cask. Yes. So Sonia's the bung queen. She is the bung queen. She even has a ribbon. But the cask, but the hole, would you then call it the bung hole? It is a bung yes, hole. That's it is right. a bung yes. hole. Yes. Thank you. Very technical here. <laughs> so I decided to get to bring this one, it's Flavortown, and it has the the burger, the foodie guy. Guy Fieri. Yeah, well, you know, it's appropriate since we're at the, the Burger Museum so, with Mr. Burger Beast. 
Just the way Jose planned it all along. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Making a mess everywhere. That is nice. (laughs) Not a fan. So so what do you say, Seth? (laughs) So not even the New England style wins you Mm. over. It's a little less hoppy, a little less bitter, more aromatic. It is most definitely one of the better ones I've tried, but. So it's made with citra and mosaic hops, and it comes in at 8%. Yep. So, yeah, you get a lot of the citra. It's very so There's juicy. a nice design on the can, if I want to <laughs> stay positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can have the beer label. <laughs> I usually do that and put it on. So let me yeah. ask you guys. Would you rather have a child of your own or a clone of yourself that grows up to be you? You have to have some type of offspring. Oh, but the clone is like... You know, it's gonna look just like you. But but how, what's the age difference? You are forty two. You said yes, and your clone is would be one, like born today. Day one, yeah. <laughs> ah, well. Oh, so technically, like uh, Boba Fett, Jango Fett. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. At least I know, like, you know, the clone will be an asshole. What's the alternative? You said you don't know the clone will be an asshole. <laughs> will, will not be an asshole. Oh, sorry. Oh, I sure. <laughs> According to who? Um, or you. Have a you know, old fashioned way child of your own. Nah, I'd, I'd rather have a child of my own. It's, it's get it'll get kind of weird with Sonia like seeing my child growing up and. There you already, oh, <laughs> weird how Jose. You, you already gave him the same name as you. Wait, 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 I mean, wait a second, wait a second, like a wait a second. Further. What would be the weird part? He'd be me, but younger. Are you how saying much time you spending on Pornhub, bro? <laughs> <laughs> are you are are you saying that you think? Your wife would find your clone son attractive? Well, I mean, it's only well, logical if yeah. she finds him attractive, right? <laughs> I'm sure it's not just his looks that, that she's into. Well, I mean, what's well she has every, he has everything else, too. I mean. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I don't know. This could be like yeah, the, the kinkiest gonna... three-way of all time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Would that be weird if, if it was your clone? Weird. This is super weird. This is super weird, especially because it's like it's a it's a baby. You're talking about a goddamn baby. Well, you know, grows up. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, wait, wait, like you know, eight, ten years, it's fine. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> so you're I mean, gonna have a regular kid to really. avoid this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still interested in this conversation. So you're into yourself? Is that what it is? Uh. No, not, not that much. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I would do. I would do a clone for sure. I want to outsmart myself. See if I would try making the same, uh, do, doing the same mistakes, and see. Uh, see if I could outsmart myself. See, like, oh, look at this guy trying to be slick <laughs> when he's a teenager. I think there's so many opportunities you know, for something like that. Okay, would you rather have everybody speak to you? Like they're using a Ouija board, or like a toddler who can't understand words. So, 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 what does that mean? Like somebody using a, a Ouija board? They go letter by letter. T H. Oh God, that's oh God, super no, annoying. Or do you want them to talk to you like this, Tony? Tony? <laughs> I don't mind that. I already get that all day. Oh, yeah, they're both super annoying. Yeah. I'll do that one. I'll do the baby yeah. talk. I, I just impatient me. Like I can't. And I hate when people start like saying K, like when they're suppo- not supposed to say anything, like B O O B, 
Like, come on. Like, so you, you, you don't have your child, like, listen to what you're saying. I think it's ridiculous. Yes. He already knows about boobs, even if he doesn't know the word, you know? Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure he does. But. Um, and he's yeah, going to know how to spell boo when he gets to school. Exactly. Yeah. And when he gets a calculator, eight thousand eighty-five. Yeah, I guess I have to go with the baby talk, even though that's super annoying because I just don't have that kind of time to wait for someone to spell out. Okay. Would you rather get one million dollars or be able to respawn at the age you wish? Respawn? Have to die first? <laughs> no. Like extra, extra, extra life. You say get one respawn? Yeah. But you go back in time, right? Or is it you're, you just respawn? No, you just respawn now. You respawn yeah, like at the time of, you know, like right after you die. But at the time of death, you revert to whatever age. No, you, right now. Right or, now. Or you get a million dollars. Oh, it has dollars. to be right now. Or you get a million dollars. No, man, I want to save my respawn. Or a million dollars? I'll do a million. Yeah. No, I'd take a respawn. i do the respawn. Oh, no. Respawn. Okay. Give me back to no, I, I only want it if I'm like going to live my full life and then respawn. Dude, you can what, what respawn you as your like, 16-year-old self and you still have your driver's yeah, license that says you're 30. <laughs> this is that whole clone thing coming back. <laughs> <was> a, He's gonna <laughs> can you respawn and then your clone brings you up? <laughs> <laughs> then, you, then you grow up with oh, a brother. Respond to your clone age. Oh, yeah, and then, then you're like twins. Okay. Uh, think, think, of, think, of, think of those adventures, Jose. <laughs> yeah. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's like, what's what's the movie, the magician movie where they do that? It's the twins. Um, oh, it's the, pre- is that the Prestige? Like yeah, the Prestige. Yeah. Spoiler alert. You guys ever, <laughs> you guys ever heard of the, the ninja? You know, you ever heard of the ninja? No, no I've, I've heard of ninja. Like, uh, <laughs> it's it's when uh when you're having sex and then like you, you stop for a second and then somebody else comes in and starts having sex with the person and they don't know about it. I thought that was called the old switcheroo. That's the old switcheroo. <laughs> Do you know? Uh, I mean, I guess the lights have to be out so like yeah, the yeah, person yeah, doesn't yeah. see it or whatever. you know the Houdini. You mean this? Wait a second. So the switcheroo, you're saying that. Both people are in on what's going on, except for the person getting fucked, is what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Could I use that word, by the way? I didn't realize. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was sure I could have said that. I didn't know if it was the guy who goes, wait a second, I'm going to go to pee a second, and some other guy just sneaks in really quick, and I was hiding in the closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the Houdini is uh, is when you're, you're hitting it from the back, and then you spit on her back, and then when she turns around, you nut in her face. <laughs> Today's knowledge with the King of Alapada. Yes. Yes. If you've done the Houdini, tweet us and tell us how it went. All right. Okay. Since we're on money, would you rather get ten million dollars right now, but you always feel like you have flu symptoms, or fifty million dollars, but you have to get a tattoo saying "idiot" on your forehead? How long do I have to keep the tattoo for? As long as you have the money. Okay. Fifty million? Yeah. Yeah, I'll tattoo the idiot on my forehead. You just buy like an island and disappear. <laughs> no, I'll buy beanie. I just always have. <laughs> or like one of those Naruto, like I don't know. I'll figure always it out. Always wear a headband. Yeah, headband. Bring the headband back. Yeah, 
After, after I get the tattoo, then I'll like tattoo black all around it, and it'll be like hair. Tokyo <laughs> <laughs> tattoo bangs on his head. <laughs> would you always? Would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Prize winner? I'll be a Nobel Prize winner. Olympic gold medal. What? What? Uh, what event? Do I get to pick the event? Yeah. Yeah, I want to be on on a gold medal winning basketball team. So you could. Dunk. It's, it's funny because yeah. I thought yeah. he was going to say that. Oh, that exact sport and that exact answer. Because you want to be on a McDonald's cup, <laughs> <laughs> or you could be a karate Olympic gold medalist for this year, since it's in Japan and they're introducing karate workers. Now where Jose's heads at? <laughs> yeah, I mean, aren't you already working towards that? No. <laughs> Would you all? Would you rather always? Oh, I'm sorry. Would you rather drink only water that has been microwaved, or only eat food that has stayed in the fridge until cold? So, cold food or microwave food? Or microwave microwave water. water. As in, you're drinking the water hot. I say let's, hot. let's say a minute, a minute in the, in the, in the really microwave. Hot. It's not boiling yet. A minute, a minute could make it boil. No, no, no. not in my microwave. <laughs> Um, I'd rather take cold food. Yeah, cold, cold food, hands down. I would do cold food. I don't like hot. There's liquids. a lot of good things that are cold. Like you can have cold Twizzlers. Oh, well, why would we be forced to do this? By the way, it's one or the other, or <laughs> are you, you bullet in the head. You can have cold salad. I mean, it's salad for life. Yeah. You can put anything on a salad. Yeah. Salads like uh, salads like pizza. You, know, you, you can put you soup soup on a salad. I Good. Sh- I, should have, I should have the police officer remove your person's salad <laughs> like pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, a pizza could be anything you want it to be. You can put anything on a pizza. You can put anything on a salad. Could you put soup on a pizza? You could you put could pineapple do, you on could a do, pizza. Uh, you could do a soup pizza. Sure. You ever had, um, what's the shit, artichoke pizza? It's basically a, a bread bowl. I thought you were going to say Chicago style. No, that's we would have accepted that as well. Artichoke pizza. You hate yourself. You you had it? <laughs> no, I'm saying you hate yourself. Well, because you've had it. <laughs> yeah, it's a, yeah. It was. Uh, uh, look, there's only pizza. Pizza like dough is made with you know flour and water. Any other those is shenanigans. I don't I don't care. It's just like you said. Don't even get me started on. Be- I know we're talking about a totally different to- topic, but like vegan this or there's no such thing as a turkey burger. That's all. That's all marketing terms to to sell stuff. Come up with a name for your own dish. You know, I feel a, the burger, same way. a burger is ground beef. Sorry. Anything else is not a burger. It's a turkey sandwich. Yes. Turkey patty. I jumped into a table one time. I was at Swenson's, the ice cream shop, and they were discussing that at another table, and they, everyone was ganging up on one this guy, and I had to jump in. And my wife's like, what are you doing? I go, oh, they're, they're ridiculous. <laughs> the shenanigans cannot stand. <laughs> and finally, would you rather spend 48 hours inside your favorite video game or win a million dollars? Win a million dollars. Forty-eight hours in my favorite video game might get me killed. Mm-hmm. Forty-eight hours in my favorite video game might get me killed, so I take the million. Yeah, I'll take a million. I don't want to be in Burger Time for forty-eight hours. So <laughs> I don't want to take the million. Yeah, being being chased by hot dogs, <laughs> <laughs> trying to kill you. What if your favorite game is like Solitaire? You'll be stuck playing Solitaire for forty-eight hours. Just flipping the cards and over for for nothing. You don't get anything at the end of it. No, he he, he can be the one to, to push that first card. You know, like in Microsoft when you yeah, and does the does like a little the tile. Yeah. What about Castlevania Simon's Quest, where like becomes night, and then there's nothing to do. You're stuck <laughs> there with nothing to do. 
That's why. The rest. <laughs> Think about how you could have used that million. <laughs> Let's go to our second beer. You remember the music from uh, that, sh- that game? Da, 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 da. No, I think maybe I'm singing some other game. Da, 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 I well, you only... can always do lasers with Larry before you get hours of that. <laughs> there we go. Well, see, that's a that's a good choice. And thought about that. You're gonna start bringing up PC games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spend the whole time like trying to get laid and not. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the old uh, the old PC games that I used to play. Phantasmagoria. You guys remember that game? I used to work at Best Buy when all those things came out, so I used to get like demo versions. Mm. Well, I mean, if you play Doom, and it's like, fuck. You're kind of fucked. Yeah. I don't think I ever played Doom. And I remember when Duke, what was it, Duke Nukem came out, mm. and he was, like, a lot of the, the phrases were from Army of Darkness. Because people are like, oh, that's what Duke Nukem What's it called? StarCraft did that, too. They took a lot of, a lot of sound bites from, from other things. South Park and... So who brought the uh, King Swirly? King's IV. King's Swirly IV. So I brought this one. This one is from King Harbor Brewing out of um, L.A. Or El Segundo, Redondo Beach, um, California. And uh, this is uh, thanks to uh, my friend Chad over there. So we had um, King Swirly II uh, on a previous episode. It was um, episode 76. Um and this is a you know so this is the fourth edition. Um, it's also a bourbon barrel aged imperial dark ale. Uh, it's brewed with cacao nibs, vanilla beans, cold brew coffee, and lactose. Um, what do you guys think? You can definitely get get the cold brew coffee. Yeah, is prominent. Yeah, I get a lot of dark fruit, you know, like a prune prunish raisin kind of taste. How long has it been sitting? Decades. Um, I don't know, a couple of months in my fridge. Oh, okay. No, that's not. No, oh, I mean, get that character. Barrel aged beers are typically uh, micro oxidized, so it's typical for the style. Oh, okay. So you mean that oxidation uh, passes through the wood? Correct. To... It's a it's a permeable uh, barrier. Fucking permeables. Do you ever see it leak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll see the uh, you'll see the the barrel start to excrete the the liquid on occasion. Wow, that's like the the angel share. The angel share, I, I call it barrel candy because it starts to like harden up on the outside and it becomes this like thick uh, molasses looking thing. And you can just kind of scrape it off and eat it. Super disgusting because who the hell knows what's been stuck to it <laughs> from around it. Uh, fun story. I once saw, well, I'm not going to say it here. I'll tell you guys after. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's not publicize this. That's a great story for the podcast, though. So what do you have for your Miami Minute, Tony? Oh, that's it's Miami Minute time. Miami Minute. Miami Minute. <laughs> Miami Minute, Miami Minute number one. It's time for Miami's minutes. Boop boop boop. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll give my usual uh, Inter Miami FC update. Um, once again, this is uh, David Beckham's upcoming MLS team um, from right here in Miami. It's called 
Inter Miami. And uh, so far, we've signed three players. We've signed uh, Matthias Pellegrini and Julian Carranza, both from Argentina, a forward and a midfielder. And we've also signed uh, Christian Macron from Venezuela, who is a center back. Um, so shaping up to be a, a young South American contingent. And they've also, the rumor going around is that um, the, they're getting close to hiring the head coach, which the rumor is going to be Gennaro Gattuso, former uh, AC Milan coach, who's, uh, who's kind of viral on the internet for his famous soundbite, which may describe, um, you know, my other team, Arsenal. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. But that, that would be a, an interesting appointment. I'd say that's a good analogy of Miami. <laughs> so I'll keep with the sports uh, thing. Um, I don't know if you guys heard about the heard about the scene called the Miami Marlins. They uh, what sport do they play? They play baseball. They had a, they just recently had to apologize for a tweet. If you haven't, if you don't follow the Miami Marlins Twitter, yes, you're it. like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> they they are they, they are pretty funny. They will they do remind me of like Wendy's oh, all Twitter. Right, all right, so they're kind of funny. But they had to apologize because uh, after they they played the Tampa Bay Rays. They, they, I think they tweeted out something along the lines of, come on, guys, you pretty much the reason Steve Irwin's dead. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, wow. You're the animal that killed Steve Irwin. And yeah. then, you know. And then they fired back with the, the, the saucy the, the, one. Yeah, the, the, their, their, their comeback was, you know, what are you guys talking about? You're the team that just got swept. So, mm-hmm. in a nice little weekend series. I think they had to have a talk with the Marlins, also the commissioner. Like, you can't, you can't do that. They got started in trouble. Well, mine's was... Uh, that, that's why they're the devil rays, really. No, Tony, no. They may have changed the name, but they're still the devil rays. They're still playing for um, They're playing for the playoffs, so... Yeah. I'm saying that's why, you know, they killed Steve Irwin, because of the devil. They're evil. Go ahead, Ozzy. By the way, Bindi is pretty hot. Bindi? Yeah, Bindi. Daughter? Yeah. Daughter She's oh. of age now. Oh, nice. Because last time I remember Bindi, she was getting uh, stuffed into, almost into a crocodile by her. It's deeper. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you don't realize that those like those kids are now 18. Haley, uh, Haley I was going to say. is another one. Yeah. She's... Quite the looker. <laughs> so my... Uh, to the internet. <laughs> they, I don't know if you heard, but if you listen regularly to 560, but they just dismissed three hosts. From 560, so right now 560 is in kind of a shambles. They're um, they only have like the national program while you're going to work, and it's what it, radio shows that? Um, is that a sports radio? AM Sports Radio. Yeah, it's WQAM. It um, down here in Miami, it's a uh, they do cover all sports, uh, and I was really looking forward to listening more sports because now it's finally football. Uh, tomorrow is going to be the Miami Dolphins uh, first preseason game. Pumped up to start watching football again. So I don't care for baseball. So it kind of sucked that when I went back to listen to radio, they weren't there. My Miami minute. Uh, I heard. Um, I heard a rumor that people want to sign a petition to move Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, I heard that too. They want Halloween to be the last Saturday of uh, October, the same way. That Thanksgiving is the uh, the last Thursday in November. I think it's good for business. Isn't but it fourth fourth Thursday, or is it the fourth Thursday? Something like that. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, 
Yeah, I think that's ridiculous. I think we've forgotten why we celebrate Halloween. It's just turned into a... All Hallows Eve. A glorified spectacle of praising the devil. Yeah, yeah that's that's what it's supposed to be. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. You can <laughs> find them on Twitter at the King of El Yeah. Oh. Have anything for, for, for Miami Minute? Yeah. The the big show moved out of Miami. This guy moved to L.A. He left us behind. He could do no. You. No. Yeah. He went L.A. Yeah. Dude, that's going to be hard. Well. <laughs> no, watch. I said the wrong thing. No, no. I think it is L.A. <laughs> no, but he, he did leave Miami. I know that because I would always miss him at Arbetters when I go over to Arbetter Hot Dogs. They were like, oh, you just missed the big show. I'm like, or the movie theater. I know he would go to the Sunset Place. Mm. Yeah, we do know he's a local guy, and we have friends of friends of his, and Try to get him on the show. Never yeah, I know we see him at the UN basketball games. Well, now Beer Bros and BS is the big show in Miami. <laughs> Miami's most decorated podcast. <laughs> and I'll be honest, I really thought uh, during the whole uh, Lincoln's Beard, Mr. PB and PB and J uh, uh, Jelly Fest competition, you know, uh, Union was really uh, saying that they, they had something special planned. I swear, I thought they were going to bring in Big Show or something like that. That would have been amazing. There's no budget for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might have done it just to be like, let me let me see what other title. Let I me get it, yeah. If you go to Union Beer and you see Alfredo Pesos, make sure you're, you just give him a wedgie because that guy deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> and if you are listening, Freddie, you heard it here. <laughs> and if you see Enrique, give him a wedgie too. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if you guys heard this. Um, there was a man in a Leicester University hospital over in England that he ac- he got an accidental circumcision. Yes. He uh, he went to the hospital for a bladder operation, but he was circumcised by mistake. And as compensation for that mistake, he got 20,000 pounds. Did they at least do the bladder operation? That's what I'd be <laughs> Yeah, for free? <laughs> like The article do- didn't say. <laughs> but, but it's the UK, and they have universal health care, so yes. And he was awake because he, he didn't notice that it was happening. He said he was talking to a nurse that was across the room the whole time that it was happening. And he uh, before they t- took him back to the, the recovery area, they said, uh, we have to talk to you. We can't let you go yet. Uh, we don't know how it happened. It just got out of hand, and we hope to never make this, up, um, this mistake again. Well, you can only get circumcised once. So. I think they probably mean for other people. <laughs> Yeah, you, you yeah, definitely don't want to be circumcised for a second like, time. Can you imagine he goes there, he gets accidentally gets a sex change operation? Oof. I think, uh, so according to Andrew Furlong, the medical director at University Hospitals of Leicester, said, we remain deeply and genuinely sorry that this mistake occurred, and I would like to take this opportunity to once again apologize to Mr. Brazier. Talk about a 20,000-pound haircut. <laughs> I don't get it. A little off the top. It's, yeah, it's just a little off the top. We <laughs> <laughs> got 20,000 pounds for it, which doesn't seem like enough, frankly. Yeah, I was going to no. say that's... I mean, it's a pretty, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it is a pretty egregious error. Yeah, if that happened in America, he would have gotten a lot more than that. It would not It would no longer be the... Thanks, torts law. U- University um, Hospitals of Leicester would be now the University Hospitals of Mr. Brazier. <clears throat> Jose, what do you got? All right, so I don't know if you heard, um, in California, they just introduced a new bill on redefining what is beer. So we all have... beer? Beer. Interesting. Yeah. 
um, because it's very important because in California you used to not be able to just add um, fruits into your beer if you wanted to ferment with them um, because they would consider that a wine. You would also have to have a, a wine license. Did it? Did it matter how much fruit? It. I don't think so. So just any amount of fruit. Yeah. Any, so for instance, uh, it, brewing the Miami Madness. Would you would need a wine license because it's alcohol made with fruits, technically. Um, so the new the new law that was signed in July, it and it's going to be an effective next year, um, will allow California now to brew freely with uh, fruits, um, as long as it's beer. Um, so it has to have still a malt base and and some hops. Uh, but this is great because I guess we'll see a lot more varieties in uh, coming from the California region. And that brings us to oh, our cool. third beer of the night. So is that why um, like California was known more for its IPAs because they couldn't really do more like fruity beers? I, I would imagine so. Or they would do things more with like nuts or other well, adjuncts. There, there was um, the Rare Barrel out of uh, the... By the San Francisco Bay Area, they they were brewing sour beers with fruit. Yeah, yeah, but they, they might have, have a wine license. license. Have wine license. Hmm. And that brings us to our third beer of the night. Yeah, we got a early bird special by Art Wolf Brewing in Jacksonville, Florida. It's an imperial stout aged in. Uh, oh, this isn't aged at all. It's not aged in any barrels, but it does have uh, vanilla, cinnamon, and coffee. I thought this was barrel aged. We got some more. Yeah, they do have a big barrel program, though. They do, they do. Uh, Art Wolf does a lot of uh, a lot of different barrels. They have their White Russian. Um, they had the Eye of Eye of a uh, Thousand Years or whatever it was. Have a White Russian, White Russian rum. Yeah, yep. a White Russian inspired beer. So it's uh, probably just a lot of lactose and um, I'm not and sure chocolate malt. Chocolate, yeah. Yeah, this is good. A lot of a lot of cinnamon and coffee. Uh, I get a lot of vanilla on the nose, and um, there's definitely like a pronounced uh, pronounced roast on it. Yeah. So, so my topic is something I'm very excited about. Um, today, we heard the first new song from Tool in 13 years. Did it blow your mind? Uh, pretty much. Who, who is Tool? For those who don't know, Tool is a rock band, guys. I mean, I I didn't really hear much, many songs from them because I never bought their albums and I couldn't really stream them. Yeah, so that's a, that's another style. thing. So rock, that's a that's a style of music. Yeah, you know, it's, it's pretty. It's a it's an old style. It's an up and coming style. Yeah. Up and coming. <laughs> um, I have to tune into my old uh, radio, my phone. Yeah, so you're high. So, yeah, so as Jose was saying, there. <laughs> excuse me. Their music has not been available on streaming platforms or on, on online purchase, but now they are, as of last week. And they have a new album coming out, Fear Inoculum, August 30th. Um, but the first track was released today, and it is pretty damn cool, so check it out. I'm super excited. So you'd say you're, uh, you're excited, you can go running so excited? Or, or are you just like excited a that... You're like satisfied that this made my Spotify membership actually. Or are you excited like you have a spider boner? I would say that. Hashtag spider boner. Hashtag spider boner. boner. The last time I think I listened to Tool, I had a Zune. 
<laughs> I've been holding that joke for a while. It's not even a joke. <laughs> it's like, seriously, guys, I, I still have it. Thanks. So tell us how you got here in the uh, Magic City Casino, how you got this amazing museum that people got to check out. So, okay, so I started collecting almost 10 years ago. Um, a friend of mine gave me a sign for a restaurant called Burger Chef. Uh, down here in Miami, there was never any Burger Chefs. But Burger Chef actually at one point was actually headquartered out of Fort Lauderdale. And uh, he gave me a sign. I had no idea what it was. I took it home. I had kind of sworn off um, collecting stuff. Man, I have a bad problem with that. I used to collect laser discs. I mean, that's talk about dating <laughs> myself. Uh, you know, VHS tapes, uh, CDs, DVDs. HD before, you know, Blu-ray annihilated them. I had and, some of those. Uh, I used to collect all HD that stuff. DVDs. Um, I, we still have at our house like a giant collection of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, the original stuff, and the original Japanese stuff from June Planning. But I kind of said, like that said, I'm not going to collect anything else. And he gave me that sign, and I bought a book about Burger Chef. I read the history of Burger Chef, and it interested me so much, I went on eBay and then just bought a bunch of Burger Chef stuff. And my wife's like, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> and I just started buying stuff. And eventually our little office at our home, that kind of became the decor for the office. And um, what my wife didn't know is that I was buying stuff and keeping it in my old bedroom at my parents' house. And at that point, <laughs> I had kind of spiraled into like 10, 12 boxes of stuff. And my mom said to me, you need to get the shit out of here. Like, that's literally what she said. And it's kind of funny because the New Times quoted me as saying that. And my mom's like, I never said that. I'm like, no. <laughs> Trust me, that is what she said. She said, you need to get that shit out of here. And um, we ended up putting it as decor for our old office. And we meet with the casino once a year, a Magic City Casino, to decide what we're going to do as far as events uh, here. And we they came over to check it out. And the CEO of the casino saw it. And he loved it. And I figured, let me just pitch him the idea. What do you think if I opened up a burger museum? And knowing that. There had never been a really fully uh, 100% running all year burger museum. There's been things here and there that were seasonal or just like something that ran for a few months. In Wisconsin, there's something. There's a place, a guy's home that's called the Hamburger Museum up in northern Florida. But nothing that's real historical with only historical pieces. I'm not into collecting like, you know, tchotchkes or burger earrings and things like that. Everything in there has tied to restaurants. In kind of restaurant, historical restaurants, so even KFC, there's a lot of KFC stuff. And that's because KFC has a lot of ties to a lot of burger restaurants. And there's pizza stuff, and but it's mostly burgers. And I just started buying stuff, and it kind of got out of control. And I needed to, like I tell my wife, my wife is, collects antiques, and I tell her she's a hoarder. And she's like, you're a hoarder, but your stuff is on display. And that's probably <laughs> the best way to describe it. Okay. And you have a, you have a restaurant coming up? Yes, indeed. Um, Jimmy who owns uh, Jimmy and Willie who own Mojo Donuts in Westchester, uh, beautiful Westchester where I grew up. I just love to say that. Uh, yeah, they, me too. <laughs> yeah, it is beautiful Westchester. That's right. And so that they uh, they have Mojo Donuts there. I'm going to be opening my my burger restaurant, the Burger Beast Burger Joint. It should be open by late uh, August, early September. We'll be doing small little t- tastings here and there. Randomly, like for example, we were tasting the the bacon cheese fries this week. Some people happened to recognize me when I was in the restaurant. They came up, asked me about the restaurant, and they were lucky enough to try them. So, mm. if you see me in Mojo Donuts, ask me what I'm doing, and uh, you may be able to try some of the stuff before it becomes fully available at uh, the the restaurant. 
Those nice. fries were uh, fantastic. Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> I, forgot you were, I forgot you were there. <laughs> and we're here today. <laughs> I forgot you were there. You got to try the ranch sauce, which is the first time yes. I brought out there on the house made ranch sauce. Yeah, the ranch was fantastic. Uh, yeah. We're getting peeked on by the security now. Because <laughs> we are we are truly inside the casino and in, in, in the property here. Yeah, um, I gotta say that the museum is really cool. You know, thanks for for letting us check it out. Like, uh, I definitely got like a blast from the past with some of the stuff you have, like from Lums. You remember Lums? I remember yeah. Lums, like from when I was like a little kid, and Lila's restaurant. Like, I grew up like you know. Are you Hispanic? I'm not. Okay, that's because you um, said Lila. Because yeah. it's Lila's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's married to a Hispanic girl, so. That's true. Yeah, yeah. You're going to get uh, punished for that. I get, <laughs> yeah, so more, more than just burger. I mean, I feel a lot of, um, like, it's, you're, you're, uh, you're a Miami historian in, uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Right. I have a current obsession with, uh, with, I mean, there's a lot of, you saw there's a South Florida, re- sorry, there's a South Florida restaurant area. And I, I have a lot of South Florida stuff going back to the Jewish delis. And then there's also a bunch of Cuban restaurant stuff. And that's easier for me to connect with because I have a lot of relationships with the restaurants down here in uh, Miami. The Lila stuff I got from the actual family that owned the restaurant. And they gave us a bunch of stuff, including the T-shirt that's there there on the wall. The El Cid was also given to to me by uh, the Rodriguez family, who was part owners of El Cid. And uh, they, they gave me the menu, and they gave me the, the, the cups that you got into that, that he was asking me about. And uh, now as more people visit the museum, I get people who are like, hey, I used to work there or whatever, and they want to give me something so it's on display. Uh, perfect example, La Yisteran, which used to be down here. Oh, yeah. Uh, the menu's there. And I actually happen to know one, one of the sons of the founder. He came in one day, brought me the menu. And that same day, a couple came through the, uh, through the museum less than an hour after he left and told me, that was their spot to eat at before they got married. And I was like, man, what a coincidence. He just gave it to me and I actually put it on display and then they, they saw it and it reminded them. So for me, all the cool stuff is to talk to everybody and they, them remembering, oh, I remember my grandfather. I've seen people like cry standing in front of the old styrofoam McDonald's. Mm. You know, we, I have the McDLT. Like if you're not familiar with the McDLT, it's probably something you should look up. Very interesting concept that McDonald's had with. I remember that. It was this gigantic styrofoam container that half the, the sandwich was kept cold and half was kept warm. Then when you took the lid off, you were supposed to put the, the sandwich together. So you'd have the burger and the bottom bun on one side and then the cheese, lettuce, tomato, and the, and the top bun on the other side. They were separated, open face, and then you were supposed to put it together yourself. Wasn't, uh, wasn't... George Costanza, Yeah, yes. George Costanza was in the commercial, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yes. Nice. Does he have Rey de las Fritas there, too? Yes, I have it at Rey de las Fritas uh, table. We also have a giant picture of Benito, who was the founder of Rey de las Fritas. When Imago recently, maybe about four or five years ago, remodeled a little bit their place, that booth is the last, that was the booth Imago would hang out. So if you ever visited Imago de las Fritas, he was always at the last booth. That's the actual booth he would sit at. Sit at. His actual spatula is there. His original business card's there. Um, the Moral Castle, the Moral Castle just closed a couple of years ago. That's the original Moral Castle sign that we have in there. Uh, if you can see, it's totally rusted away, but it's it's a super cool sign. And there's a lot of frita stuff because I, I have a personal obsession with frita. <laughs> oh if you're God, yeah. not familiar with it, it's used to be street food in Cuba, and it came it's over to Miami in, in the early burger? 60s. Yeah, Is it a burger? Uh, it could be. Depends how you want to look at it. You know, there's a lot of different ways to prepare it. Uh, if you're talking like a rey and a mago, which are kind of like two best-known frita places in Miami. 
they do not use chorizo or pork, which kind of people don't believe that. It's just all in the seasoning. If you go to something like Moro Castle and, and Frita Domino, which are the, probably the two oldest Frita places there is, I believe, chorizo or pork. And Frita Domino does something different, definitely different because they deep fry their fritas, which is an interesting technique, and it gives a different texture to the patty. Nice. Do you have a... You pr- probably be hard to pick, but is there one one item here you, you love or you cherish above the rest? You should have asked me like one of your questions. You said, if there is a fire, you can only <laughs> say one item, what would it be? And I would say it is probably the Burger Castle clock. Mostly because I have an obsession with Burger Castle. I never ate there. They went out of business in the late 70s. And it was founded in 1964. The guy who actually founded it was the first franchisee for Burger King. They wouldn't let, I spoke to his son. He told me that they would not give his dad another location because he was difficult to deal with. So he decided to create his own chain. Apparently they had nothing in any of their agreement that he couldn't do that. But he actually made the logo like a king. And, uh, and then though he pretty much used the same layout. This is what his son told me, the same layout as Burger King. And the, bur- the burger was called the Giant instead of the Whopper. <laughs> and the actual bottom half of the sign, if you go down to 175 and US1, the bottom half of the sign is still there. They were a pair of legs because it was a giant 21-foot statue. And uh, the bottom half of the legs are just painted over. It's not used for anything. It's just there. It's, 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 uh, it's interesting. And then I have the clock, which I found one day. I, was, I Googled Burger Castle Miami, and I kept going until... Google had nothing else left for me, and I found a link to someone selling a clock in West Palm Beach. And I looked at it, and I was like, how big could this clock be? And then I saw how much it was worth, and I was like, I don't remember now how much it was, but it was like three or 400 bucks, I'd say, at least. It may have been actually even double that. There's a guy who collects Burger King stuff here who like uh, likes to rub in my face stuff he has and I can't, that I don't have. And I showed him a picture of the clock. He's like, if you don't buy it, I want it. So I called those people like that day. I was like, hey, I want that clock. I went to pick it up. I drove to West Palm. It looked like a, a drug deal because we were in the parking lot of an antique shop. <laughs> and they opened the door so I could look at it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> Here's your cash. And then uh, it's here. And, uh, and she's a beauty. Pretty cool. And that you brings know us- What I found interesting was that like you started collecting like the, the burger chef, but you never ate a burger chef, right? Right. So... What made you decide to start collecting? I read, the, I read the story of Burger yeah. Chef, and I found it very interesting. Mm-hmm. Burger Chef, uh, if you read a lot of their histories, a lot of these companies that were getting really big started buying smaller companies. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, Burger Chef ended up getting bought by Hardee's, and then Hardee's ended up getting bought by Carl's Jr. It's like all these companies started eating each other and just becoming larger. Like burgers. <laughs> <laughs> right, and so Carl's Jr. kept Hardee's on the East Coast and Carl's Jr.'s on the West Coast. But they changed all the menu items to be like Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. It's not like what Hardy's was. And Hardy's used to be here in Miami. There used to be one in Westchester, beautiful Westchester, of course, yeah. and in Hialeah. <laughs> and they're they're long gone. If you go to you know like Central Florida, you'll find them. You find them. You go to Fort Myers, you'll probably encounter Hardy's there. But it's Carl's Jr. The only thing I believe they kept from the Hardy's menu was the breakfast stuff, like the biscuits and stuff. Which Hardy's breakfast is pretty good. Okay. Cool. And that brings us to our fourth and final beer of the night. You guys, uh, you bet this one, Dave. Let me tell you guys about it. So this is Dragon's Milk from New Holland Brewing. It's uh, out of the great state of Michigan. 
This is a, a uh, their raspberry hibiscus reserve. And of course, it comes in 11%. As all of uh, this, this style is always uh, uh, barrel aged at their breweries with their own bourbon. Oh, so they make their own bourbon. Yeah, we had it on the liquor episode. Oh, that's right. That is interesting. Although I don't remember too much about the liquor episode. <laughs> it tastes like a chocolate covered raspberry. Yeah. Very, very pronounced raspberry flavor. Over yeah. The top. Over the top raspberry flavor for sure. Yeah, that's the first thing I noticed when I. Yeah, it tastes like one of the. Like a store candy or. Like, um, I guess um, a Smarty. That's what I would say. Smarties. Or big Smarties. Mm-hmm. They're more flavorful. Big Smarties. Sorry. Big Smarties. <laughs> no. Well, I mean. If you haven't seen the museum, he also collects uh, candies around here. I actually looked through the the window bin. Like there is, there is old stuff. Like uh, I mean, let's like the, the original cut, Hershey's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're real. Like you can buy these candies. They're not old candies. They're not like sixty years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're real candy. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, they are for sale. Oh, I thought those were like antiques. Like, no, no, no. That stuff for sale. Yeah. yeah no. oh, okay, okay, okay. Excellent uh, selection of uh, soft drinks and colas. Yeah, I was going to say since you guys brought beers. Uh, since you guys brought beers, I think what we should do is we maybe we should open one of the craft colas for you guys to try. Yeah. Is there one in particular that you'd want to try? Well, there's one that's made in Central Florida called uh, Havana Cola. Um, and I know it's uh, distributors out of, he's the one who actually sells us a lot of the, the soft drinks we sell. Uh, cola and all the colas we have here at the museum are all sugar cane, not on that corn syrup. But while we have a moment, this is what the Burger Castle uh, guys <laughs> look like. Oh, wow. oh, so they still have those legs down right. there? No, and I'll, and I'll show you. And I'll show you right now what the, what the legs look like. It's, it's actually kind of crazy that this is still out there. <laughs> that's wow. That's fifteen feet tall, by that, the way. That's hilarious. That's the bottom half of the sign. So if you're in 175, I wonder why they never tore down. That was. Are they willing to sell the legs? <laughs> I have tried multiple times to get a hold of everybody there. I've actually driven there twice, and one time the gates was closed, and other times I got in, I knocked, and no one opened the door to me. Maybe because I look like a maniac obsessed with wanting something. Um, <laughs> Give me the I've, legs. I like the people that show up at your burger museum. <laughs> yeah, I, I I called them, left them a message. I I wrote them through Facebook. I don't think they have an answer because it's a church. Yeah, oh. it's a Baptist church, and I actually thought of maybe I should just show up there and give some money, and maybe they'll want. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I don't want to offend any people. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will do but what it takes to get that. <laughs> visit the church and uh, talk to pastor, I guess. If anybody were were wanting to donate stuff to the museum, are you are you accepting donations? We, yeah, most definitely we are accepting uh, donations. The best thing would probably be come by the museum and check it out. You kind of see what we have. I, I don't really per se collect um, the, the McDonald's toys because that's the thing that a lot of people want to give me. And I do take them in. I just wouldn't even have a display big enough, I think, to put up everything that I have. And I was lucky enough that when I was doing um, for my book signing, we were in, in Kentucky. Someone showed up with a gigantic box of McDonald's toys from the late 70s. And I, I just want to build a display just to put those out because that, for me, is interesting because you're talking something that's now 40 years old. You know, back when you could, you know, promote the children, you know, fast food. Now you have to promote uh, apple slices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I've still got really? the, um, the McDonald's never, Transformers. 
Never noticed that. Wow. You notice, that you notice that you don't see Ronald McDonald anymore. You don't see any of those characters anymore. They're kind of not used because they're not supposed to be catering to kids. And so that's oh, wow. why the menu's kind of changed. And, you know, it's only a matter of before there's a vegan something or other. I thought it was because Ronald McDonald the went crazy and lost it and just killed everybody. A murder, suicide. Oh, the McDonald character. No one can kill the Grimace. Well, look, you know, in the, in the Grimace least, was first. In one of the chapters, and I'm going to give you guys each a copy of the book before you leave. Awesome. Um, before, before, you should read the real, the McDonald stuff, but it's really interesting to me is there's a lot of the Burger Wars is probably the, the most interesting chapter uh, in the 80s when it was Burger King, McDonald's, and Wendy's going at it. And to be honest, it was really mostly Burger King trying to pick fights with everybody and people trying to kind of ignore. It was a battle for second place. McDonald's has always been so far ahead of everybody. It's kind of hard for anyone to even catch up. I think Burger King was just trying to pick a fight and trying to get, you know, some exposure and it worked for a little bit. And then that tied into the same era when if you grew up in the 80s or you're familiar, look up, you know, go on Google and look up, you know, where's the beef? And the where's the beef just hit Wendy's into the stratosphere, you know. Um, and the, the chapter is really interesting and they talk about a lot of the stuff that Burger King was doing, including hiring some away uh, uh, higher up from McDonald's. And his first thing was, we're going to have to go after kids. You know, because the, the McDonald Land characters and they created the Burger King Kingdom, and you should have seen some of the stuff back there because there was like the Wizard of Fries and Sir Shakes a lot, and the Burger King who was like a magician, and all that stuff was kind of created to compete against the McDonald Land characters. I remember the uh, Burger King Kids Club with Kid Vid yeah, and Lingo yeah, oh shit, oh yeah, and the guy on the wheelchair, yeah, like, well, uh, we, was his name Wheels? Wheels, yeah, I, think I remember I that. Dude. <laughs> And then they used to have like the little booklets that you like collect yeah. with the cards. Yeah, dude. Mike still has. And some. I remember like that the Burger King used to have all the Disney toys. McDonald's had, you know, they didn't have Disney, right? So a lot of times the toys at Burger King were better for a while. Well, the Nightmare Before Christmas stuff with Burger King watches. I don't know if you remember when Nightmare Before Christmas came out. And didn't one of them have uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? I think I think it was Burger King. I, I think the the Star Wars. If you're talking like 20 years ago, that's yeah. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell was no, 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 no. I'm talking about. Oh, Burger King did the cups. Yeah, yeah it was those those glass the ones. Glass cups. I remember yeah, some of those. They also do, they used to, Burger King also used to do training cards. Of, of, uh, Is it 20 years ago that Episode One came out? Because 90, I was it in 99? Yeah, 99. Yeah, so yeah, that's when uh, damn, Taco Bell. Used, I remember talking about Star Wars. Yeah, having a talking about Star Wars. Those, those. They promoted the hell. Yeah, I remember those cups with like the toppers of the characters. Those like hideous things. <laughs> they still did do them. Uh, I had a Ray one for for a new one. Oh yeah. yeah. Is it still Taco Bell that does it? So so twenty years later, do you guys think uh, maybe Jar Jar was a uh, could have been that? Yeah, Sith? We're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> we don't want to get that on tape. Maybe we don't want to go down that dark side. The only day sadder for me than watching that movie in 1999 was in the summer of, I think it was 2001, watching that Planet of the Apes, Tim Burton film. Oh, and at that time, yeah. I, I had I actually owned a movie store at that time, um, which I think is when, when Tony and I met uh, through a mutual friend. And I used to, it was a horror and cult film store. It was called Ola Horror. And I had loaded up on Planet of the Apes. I was like, Tim Burton, Planet of the Apes, this is going to be like a home run. And we sold out of all the initial merchandise. And I go, remember, we closed the store early that day. We went to go see the movie. Um, we went to see the early showing. So we opened later. And we're like 
45 minutes into the movie and I look over at my wife and I say, <laughs> we're fucked. <laughs> She's like, why? I go, I don't know how we're going to get rid of this merchandise. And truth be told, I still have some magnets and stuff from that. It's <laughs> all <laughs> in my house. True story. <laughs> yeah, that movie was not good. Nope. Nope, nope. Not good. What do you guys think of this uh, Havana Cola? I can't actually, believe no. that it, so I can't believe that there is actually something like this manufactured so locally, and I've never seen it before. And this is also our first non-alcoholic beverage? I think awesome. so. Yeah, so it's made with key lime, I guess? So I, don't, I don't see any key limes in the ingredients, but it does say that. It says the original <laughs> key lime cola. Um, it says it brings back the taste of key lime. But yeah, we don't see key lime in the ingredients, so... Um, there's other ways your, your mileage may vary. There's other ways, but it's actually pretty tasty. Lime. You can get key lime from uh, citric acid. Yeah, I, to me, it's um, it's kind of reminiscent of like uh, Ritz Cola or RC Cola. What about Czech? Yeah, it could be Czech Cola. Yeah, Czech Cola is yeah. kind of like that too. Yeah. So check it out mm-hmm. at Burger so. Museum. <laughs> and what are we selecting? Really nice, some uh, uh, some delicious uh, plantain chips from Chief Place. Garlic, yeah. garlic. Yeah. Aho, all day. This is fun. <laughs> oh, I saw Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood the other day. I haven't seen it yet. I liked it. So no spoilers. Close, cover your ears, Tony. Ah, I haven't seen it. It's pretty good. It's definitely a Tarantino film. Super self-referential, but um, uh, does a good job at building up the suspense. I think you guys will enjoy it. If you're a fan of Tarantino, you'll definitely love the film. So, like, where do you rank it among his works? Well, uh, that's that's kind of tough. It would be pretty down there, if I'm being perfectly honest. Um, definitely behind Pulp Fiction, uh, Kill Bill, Volume 1 and 2. Uh, Which? Behind yeah. Reservoir Dogs. Um, he did Inglorious Bastards, right? That was yeah. it? Yeah, behind Inglorious Bastards, too. Uh, I think it would be ahead of, ahead of the Grindhouse movie. Um, not it wasn't Death Proof, or was it? Was it Death Proof? No, it was the the Chainsaw Leg one, right? Arm. Anyway, you probably know you know what I'm talking about. What, what the question is? What what is it better? Which of the Once Upon a Time movies is it better than? Is it better than Once Upon a Time <laughs> in America? Once Upon a Time in the West? Or Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, is, is Once Upon a Time in the West the one, the Seth MacFarlane one? No, it's A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh. Yeah, Once Upon a Time is a Sergio Leone. That was a stupid as fuck sounding question. Sorry. <laughs> was, it, was it after yeah, Desperado? Charles Bronson, right? Once Upon a Time in Mexico was, I think, the movie he made, uh, like a sequel to Desperado. Sequel to this. Yeah. The one with Johnny Depp and which Johnny Depp Some makes like, the cochinita <laughs> pibin everywhere. Oh my God, that's such a good dish. My favorite line is where he's like, are you a Mexican or a Mexicant? <laughs> I don't think it's better than any of those movies. But uh, if, if you're, like I said, if you're a fan of Tarantino, a lot of the similar motifs, a lot of little Easter eggs, too. Um, and the story, the story is definitely a good story. It develops well. Uh, I just uh, kind of know how it's going to end. The acting. Yeah, big, no, not really. Not really. So it differs then. The, uh, the acting. Well. To be well, honest, I'm not too familiar with the actual story, but I'm pretty sure that... Well, in real life, Sharon Tate was murdered Well, in, by, uh, in you know, this Manson episode family. of Beer Bros and BS, I cannot disclose any of that information. Mm-hmm. Okay, but just so you know, Sharon Tate was, you know, she was murdered by the Manson family. And where was Roman Polanski? 
He was in a London gang. He was with a little girl. Whoa. But Leonardo He's the one fighting extradition, not me. The plot for the black. Tell about how do you how do you know? So you, they know that they, they made that public before. I forgot the name what? of the actress. Yeah. Who the antagonist? Yeah. No, but they, they had a guy. Well, they said it was Sharon Tate, and uh, she was an actress that was murdered by the Manson family. So, I'm not sure. Never mind then. You know, Sharon. Other than being married to you know Roman Polanski, it was. It also wasn't only Sharon Tate who was murdered that evening. Wow. Spoilers. Oh, this is history. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, cousin, you know, glorious cousin and inglorious bastards. And I'll be honest, I only have fully seen one full Tarantino movie, which was Inglorious Bastards. Really? And I really do like that why film. You, why can't you uh, finish his? Why can't you finish his movies? I can't get into him. Was that that the one the Western? It's such an excellent story. The Hateful Eight. Yeah, okay, I, you're watching I, all the wrong ones, man. You got to watch his early stuff. Why don't you watch like Reservoir Dogs? Start yeah. there. And and I can say this now because Dan is you not ever here. Seen Reservoir Dogs. That's his favorite film, and he's tried to make me watch it. I started watching it when I was a kid, and then my parents are like, "This bullshit!" And they took it off. And I was like, "Okay, when well, I are a grown man, you can watch Reservoir Dogs." I know. You, you can, can do watch that Reservoir Dogs. It's good. Yeah, I could. Reservoir I mean, Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill. Those are. I've seen Pulp Fiction. That was like I've seen parts of them. I you know I, I know that. Supposedly, uh, what is it? Foxy Brown. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's supposed to... A lot of people regard it as his best one. I haven't actually seen nah. it. Nah. I don't think so. I like Inglorious Bastards. I do like it a lot. I'll watch it anytime I see it on TV, no matter where what part of the film so, it's so in. Django? You haven't seen Django? I did see Django. It was okay. It was, I don't think it was amazing. But you did see it completely. Yeah, you know. I it's just it's about just that funny one. how he's like taking films now that are kind of partially based on other films, or like Django is based on the old like Italian the Spaghetti Western. You know, and at least name wise, or just even this one having the, the most recent one having to do with Sharon Tate. It's just, uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting that he just does twist. And, that and that's his whole thing, though, right? But in Glorious Bastard, you know, it, it has an ending that differs from reality. So you wouldn't it's expect his own that. Universe. It's his own little universe. Yeah, of course. Yep. Bring out the gift. So, Jose, let me ask you. What burns your bacon? Burns my bacon. Is, Wait, we uh, have we have we have guest bacons. Yes, what burns my bacon is actually not my own bacon. And I don't know how you didn't talk about where you were a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and uh, how angry uh, angry honey badger brewing yeah, took uh, about judges third place in the whole yes. brew competition. Well, I'm I'm a little humble myself, <laughs> but if Sonia was on the show, it wouldn't be so humble. So let's let's do a little backtracking before we get into that. Oh, okay. So um, over last weekend, not two weekends, not two weekends ago. Uh, I did a entered a homebrew competition. So you actually where was the homebrew the, competition at? at Jonathan Wakefield Brewing Company. <laughs> I think I got it right this time. Uh, <laughs> uh, at Jay Wakefield, uh, I entered the homebrewing competition. You actually you sampled some of the, my creations that I did. Um, I brought in the the brown ale that we brewed. Um, Big librarian brown ale. Yes, um, and also I had the Mamoncillo uh, session ale, um, which was called the Choking Hazard. What uh? What did uh? What did? <laughs> That's a great name. Are there are there any old uh, old Cuban adages or wisdom regarding mamoncillos? Yeah, it's that you you should be careful with them because you can choke on them to death. Um, the, the thing is that it's a it's 
grown down here in South Florida. It's now readily available through July and August. Um, what is a mamoncillo? It's actually in English, it's called a Spanish lime. They're also called a gunaps. And, and in Spanish, it's just a lime. And in Spanish, it's just <laughs> mamoncillos or, or sucker, sucker uh, fruits. Um, what you do is that you suck on them and you kind of take out the pulp with your teeth. Um, but the problem is that it's very slippery and you can actually choke on them. Um, so actually, to, to be honest, it was kind of tough getting the, the pulp out to, to brew with the, with the fruit. Um, so I just made a session ale that was with this fruit to get it kind of like a session um, inspired flavor. And, and fruity flavor. Um, it was very nice because it was hot as hell outside. It like, was very hot that day. It was, it was very hot that day. So I, I said, hey, screw it. I'm not going to bring like something like an imperial stout to, to this homebrew competition. I'm going to bring something that's sessionable and people actually want to drink. Um, and it actually was very popular. People actually came back for seconds. So it was, it was my first time that like you know people were actually appreciative of what I did. And so and the end uh, result was you got third place. The judges gave you yes. third place for the competition, which is pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, I actually had a like. A, who was the judge? Do you, recall, you? Do you recall who the judges were? No, I abstained no. to avoid any conflicts of in, of interest. Maria, Jonathan, myself. and um, and G Money, and there were a couple of other judges, no, and also Paul. And weren't there some writers? Writers, or could you tell us? Yeah, <laughs> instead of leaving us in suspense. Uh, I don't remember their names. Um, <laughs> Do you remember oh, where they write for? Carlos Frias was among them, but I don't remember the other person. There was another. I might or not recognize them at the moment. You don't know the great Carlos Frias? James uh, Beard Award winning writer for the Miami Heralds? Maybe not. <laughs> and I hope he doesn't listen to us either Probably. because <laughs> very humble. Wow. Very humble. Okay. Sorry, sorry, Carlos, man. So, uh, so you had a box there? Yeah, I had a box there, and uh, people could submit their... Uh, what kind of box was it? It's a Pampers box, because <laughs> that's the only type of box that I have in my house right now. Uh, so it's a Pampers Huggies uh, box. I think actually, it's all right. Pampers, Pampers will do. Pampers will do. Um, and it said, uh, what birds are bacon? And you just submit your index cards, and I promised them that I would read them off in the show. Okay, so I haven't read these. I haven't sifted through these yet, so... This is the first time I actually read Here we go. Okay. What burns your bacon? Condoms. Condoms <laughs> burn your bacon's on your dick. <laughs> yeah. I guess some person really doesn't like condoms. He does the old switcheroo rather take them out. <laughs> rather than having your your your, 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 your dick burning. <laughs> Yes. So you should still use them. They do not well, prevent, prevent clones. They do not <laughs> Pedestrians not knowing the right of way. Gotta walk defensively. So I guess uh, this person just... Doesn't have a car. Doesn't have a car, <laughs> I guess. Uh, Miami yeah. traffic. <laughs> yeah. Always making an appearance. A recurring theme. Recurring theme. And... Or burns my bacon, slow drivers. <laughs> yep. Yet again. Yeah, with the traffic. More traffic. Traffic, traffic, traffic. Yes, that burns my bacon, too. Okay, Tony, what burns your bacon? Uh, so what burns my bacon is gout. Um, the king's disease. Yeah. Uh, so I recently learned that I'm developing gout, which is poised to severely limit or 
near eliminate my beer intake. Eliminate. <laughs> which, uh, which is... But does it eliminate your soda intake? I don't really drink a lot of soda regardless. So is it going to be hard seltzer for you from now on? <laughs> the White Claw, guys. Yeah, ain't but, no laws when you're drinking claws. <laughs> but it's, it's beer and, and like meat also, isn't it? Yeah, you're not supposed to have red meat. Um, like What uh, misery. Or, uh, Sorry. Pure, anything that's high in purine, right? So yeah, like, anything that's high in purines. Um, um, but but what, I've, what I've learned is that the trigger for me is when I drink a lot of beer. So, so I have to like really try to drink, you know, almost as little as possible, at least for the next like foreseeable number of months. It's funny because I thought you said, I, "and I got to drink uh, mimosas," and I was like, "Does that have to do with anything?" <laughs> Until my uh, uric acid goes down, and then I can have like burgers, mo- bros, and BS. Yeah, so. <laughs> This is the first episode. So, so I'm going to have to like change my handle to like the water gooner. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, false advertising. <laughs> Fake news. Yeah. So that burns my bacon. And also, like, it's not very well like publicized, but apparently, like, it's, it's still a very, like, not uncommon condition that people have gout. But it has this, like, reputation that it's, like, this old-timey, like, centuries-old thing that, you know, you only got fucking if you were like sipping on tankards of mead you know hundreds of years ago i saw it once in an episode of royal pain so i knew it was still around at least in uh mantucket yeah so like you know there, there should be more gout awareness um, <laughs> so, so this is the beginnings of the of the you know the gout the beer rose bs gout 5k walkathon <laughs> Yeah, if wow. you, 3K maybe. Chugathon? No, yeah, we should walk. We should so, walk. guys, if you ever, like, have, like, you know, you drink a lot of beer and you get, like, extreme pain in your big toes, it's probably gout. So, be on the lookout for that. Because I, I first thought it was that I had broken my toe. Wow. Um, you know, like, that's how painful it was. But, you know, after And a then while, you got it on your other to, toe and then you're like, yeah, and then do I have like, brittle bone disease? Yeah, exactly. And then... You know, finally determined. Are you the villain from Unbreakable, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Glass? <laughs> yeah, but, but seriously, that's like what I what I thought for let's, a little bit. Let's do it. Let's do the Beer Bros. Five uh, K for one K. Let's do one K. <laughs> let's just do like a couple blocks. <laughs> yeah, just a block. Go from Beer Bros. BS. Go block to Koyo Taco. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the block so happens to be the block around Wake. Yeah. <laughs> Wakefield to Box Elder. There you go. The, I think the craft beer uh, the sponsor. There we go. <laughs> um, so you know, if you're listening and you've like had you know encounters with gout or whatever, tweet at me and let me know how he's a how he's feel. a we hard seltzer gooner. We could always get <laughs> Hot Wheels to donate their roller skate cart and just like put a foot on it. It'll be a float. It'll be yeah. a float in the block wall. <laughs> Do you have anything, anything that burns your bacon? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I hate, absolutely hate, when someone comes to my house and they tell me, yeah, I got to use the bathroom. And then, because now I'm, I, I go back and I check what's happening here. And then they have, they leave shit splatter on the, on the inside of my seat. I'm like, this fucker is going to make me have to clean his shit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Jose, stop Which, going. And stop and going. <laughs> and, it's, and it's happened more than once. That's the worst part. Not the same person either. So now I'm like a hawk. Like, if you go to the bathroom, I'll go in right after you. I'm like, <laughs> I better not be leaving. Yeah, I don't really here. mind that. 
That's so commonly known that yeah, I know. It, it's commonly known that like I we record at our studio that's at my house, and I, I really don't mind. I've had people like leave for I'm, fifteen I'm minutes at the podcast, like <laughs> during during recording. During recording, just get up. You know, I mean, I don't mind if you use the restroom. I'm not saying I just don't want them like. Well, I already have around. cats, so I already clean <laughs> cleaning shit splatter. <laughs> I'm impressed whenever uh, you can get shit on the bottom side of the toilet seat. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Like, like what weird. are the logistics? Explosion. Splashback. Uh, what burns my bacon are car insurance companies. Got into an accident uh, a little over a month ago, and I'm still trying to get my fucking car fixed. I think it was uh, like California Fire and Casualty Shitty Ass Insurance Company. The other person, it's their fault. So this is their insurance company that's being a pain in the ass to fucking deal with. Oh, man. I I dealt with uh, two months ago, I got hit from behind. Like, it was a little bump. Um, and I dealt with Traveler's Insurance, and they were fine. Like, Traveler's Insurance was great for me. But, yeah, some people have these sketchy El Toro or whatever. <laughs> Like I feel like I probably would have been better off with uh, Estrella Insurance. Come ahead, go ahead and sponsor us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Look at our, you know, big titty models and what, what's this? What's this company that they're always advertising now, like Seda or Sedo or whatever? Oh, and it's like some guy like getting hit by a car, like I don't know. On the, I've never on seen the buses. Oh, whatever. <laughs> So let me I was too busy looking at the Estrella ads. <laughs> but I, I think I think that's also comes into play of why insurance is so bad. Car insurance is because there's always like the 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 like the peop, the ambulance chaser lawyers and whatever that. And there's also a lot of fraud in Miami. Thanks again, Torts Law. Here yeah. we go one more time. So let me ask you guys: What was your favorite uh, beer or soda of the night? I really enjoyed. Um Man, I probably seen the New Holland Raspberry Hibiscus one. Uh, raspberry and a stout. It's got a place in my heart. I do like that. The IV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say the IV too. Put an IV on my on my veins. I, I liked the uh, Flavor Town. Oh, nice. Okay. So don't forget, you can find us on social media anywhere that you can find a podcast. Follow us there. Don't forget, we are on Spotify, YouTube, Apple. What else, Tony? Pod beam, pod nose, pod brain, pod Jose? face. We we should be on Untapped very soon. <laughs> and podcast addict. Um, so, we, how, how can people follow you and like keep track of your events and goings on? Uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, what I'm up to at Burger Beast, all across the social media spectrum. If you want to check out my blog, it's burgerbeast.com, and my restaurant is under Burger Beast Burgers. And one last one, Burger Museum, if you want to check out the museum. And Definitely. Please check out the mention, museum. If you mention, uh, you know, you heard uh, this podcast, you come here, uh, it's five bucks per person to get in. We'll waive the $5. How do you like that? Whoa. Wow. Wow. You heard it here on Beer Bros and BS. Awesome. Should they use the, the promo code? The promo code, Beer Bros BS? It should work. It should work. You, you say that, and then you say IV, and that will get the <laughs> And do you have anything else coming up that, that you want to... Yeah, November 1st, Croqueta Palooza. Uh, you love croquetas, you love craft beer, you like pastelitos. If you love everything about living in Miami, this is the event for you. And also yeah. coming up, you should be having your restaurant open? Right. Late, late August, early September, my restaurant should be open, but I'll be doing some pop-ups. Also, I'm probably going to be doing something in Umbrella if you're not familiar with the with the food hall in, in South Miami. We're going to be doing... Uh, 
pop up with my fritas, which are called El Hijo de la Gran Frita, and we might be doing, we'll probably doing them there. I love it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, thanks for having us here. We definitely, if you have not been here, please come out check this out. It's at the Magic City Casino. You can't miss it. I'm Dave, the Big Librarian. Jose, it's Tony, Alex, the King of Alapada, and BB from beautiful Westchester. All right, good night. Cheers. 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 Thanks for listening to another episode of Beer Bros and BS. Cheers. Beer Bros. Beer Bros. Beer Bros. Beer Bros.